sermon series on the Ten Commandments today. We're going to be looking at the Third Commandment. The third Commandment may be traditionally translated, Do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You recognize it that way. Uh, in the bulletin this morning, I asked Brenda to print a um, contemporary version of it. And I want us to read it together. If you'll pull it out, there's one little change. The, the letter A after the word were should be ob. Ob no significance. Everybody got it? So let's read this passage together. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So Jenny Price, uh, Virginia, I'm sorry, Jenny Gamble, Presbyterian pastor and writer, tells about um, seeing a YouTube video. And it was a picture of a family presenting a little puppy to a three or four year old girl. And uh, she said the little girl was just so excited about it that she picked the little puppy up and, and she held it to her chest and she went around the room for several minutes saying, oh my God, 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 oh my God. Her parents, just filled with joy, were, were video, videoing her during this. And, and Jenny said it was a moment of just incredible, wonderful bliss. And she smiled. And then she thought, there was, there was this word that kind of came up from within her and said, you know, the thing that I miss the most these days is reverence. She thought to herself, where did that word come from? And is there anything really wrong with using God's name to express this kind of innocent joy? Now, that's a pretty good question to ask. And I hope that what we do this morning with the third commandment may help us decide about that. Well, you all know the third commandment. It's about speech. It's about words. The right use of words, the wrong use of words. Words are so much a part of our lives, aren't they? I mean, from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, words, TV, radio, billboards, advertisements, the telephone, your social media, and on and on it goes. It's like there's so many words in our daily lives these days, it's almost like, well, words don't really matter all that much. And yet we know they do. And there's that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Nada, nada, boo, boo, you know how that goes. Yeah. But they actually do hurt, don't they? Any, anybody who knows a child who was criticized as a, young, as a young person, who was put down, who was abused verbally, knows that that child has some struggles as life goes on. Words matter. When we look at the passage that Karen read just a few moments ago, we find out or how wide words matter. Because God tells us in this passage what the purpose of words, the positive purpose of words. And, and here's what it says. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. So building up family members, building up friends, building up neighbors. And yes, building up our God. So, when we use God's name carelessly, when we use God's name for profanity, when, when we use God's name perhaps to express um, 
pain or frustration or anger. Or even when we use God's name just, you know, just out of surprise or, or, or even joy. Does that mean, does that mean that we're going to hell, you all? Does that mean we're going to hell? I like that story about the pastor who was um, building a fence in his backyard and he was just hammering away at the crossbar and a little laboring boy came by and the little boy standing there watching the pastor, listening. After a minute, the pastor said, oh, son, what are you doing? He said, are you interested in, in construction? Oh, no, said the little boy. I just want to see what a pastor says when he smashes his thumb with the hammer. Well, I can tell you what a pastor says. It's the same thing anybody else says. <laughs> but if we use God's name carelessly, are we falling under judgment for that? Sometimes I think what we need to, to ponder is the idea is how does our language impact other people? How does our use of name, uh, God's name, feel to God? For instance, let's, let's go back and let's read that commandment together. Pull it out. Let's, let's, let's read it together one more time. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. No significance. So when we use God's name carelessly, well, let's go a little bit deeper. What about when we use God's name in order to manipulate people, in order to get what we want, or to get you know, something to meet our selfish desires? Classic example of this might be the... Uh, Say the TV evangelist who would use God's name in order to extract money from people to, to support a very lavish lifestyle. Or maybe the politician who would make it known to everybody that he or she was a Christian. He was a follower of God, a lover of God in order to get votes or to support some sort of political position. You know, when I was a parent, I think I sometimes used God's name to, get, to keep my kids in line. I would, uh, when they were teenagers, sometimes they didn't want to go to church. And, and I would say to them, you tell me that all this week God has been good to you, God has blessed you, God has helped you in all these ways, and you can't get up one day and go to church and thank Him? I was sort of manipulated with God's name. Sometimes we use God's name for the purpose of good business. Oh, yeah. Connections. God's name works well for things like that. And yet, what does what the commandment say? Let's read it one more time. You all, we're going we're gonna to get this thing in our heads, right? Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. I think as much as the challenge of this commandment has to do with words, the reality is that the depth of this commandment has to do with our lives. It has to do with how we live our lives. Do, do you realize that we are literally walking advertisements for God's name? As followers of Jesus, as people who go to church, that we are 
advertising by the way we live, by the things we say, by the things we do, that we are advertising for God's name. That's what the Ezekiel passage is, is all about. What Ezekiel, God says through Ezekiel is, hey, my people of Israel haven't been advertising my name very well. They've, they've profaned my name. And if you read in other places in Ezekiel, you see what they've been doing? They've been ignoring the poor. They, they have failed to honor father and mother. They've been worshiping idols. They've been stealing. They've been taking bribes. They've been committing adultery. They've been breaking all the commandments and yet proclaiming their God He was with them. So God says they were, they were profaning God's name. I don't know how you feel about the idea that you are a walking advertisement for God, but I've got to tell you, for me, that's a, that's a challenging one. That's one. The truth is, I, I'm not even sure I like to be a walking advertisement for my own family name. I mean, when I was younger, I grew up in Fayetteville, you all know, small community. People knew the Bagley name. My dad was a city attorney. So people knew our family, people recognized me, I was associated with that name. Now, there were a few perks that came with that, but I gotta tell you, when I was a teenager, it's like I could not get away with anything, you all. I remember one year, summertime, I had a summer job, I was working construction in Alabama. And we got up at 5 a.m. in the morning, went down there, and we got back about seven or eight at night, and, on this particular day, I had a date when I got back, and so, man, we had worked long. I was running late. So I'm speeding through the back roads of my little town. Somebody recognizes the car. It was the pastor of the ARP Presbyterian Church, that rat. <laughs> now, I don't think he recognized me, but he recognized a Bagley. And so he calls, this is 8.39 at night, he calls my great uncle. And he tells my great uncle about it. Well, my great uncle realizes who it is. He calls my mom and my dad. And so before I even get home, I have already been grounded. <laughs> because I was associated with that. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm not sure and we're all excited about the fact that we are this walking advertisement for God. But the truth is that we are. Whether we like it or not, we are. And people decide what they, uh, how they feel about God. They decide what they think about God. They decide whether they're interested in God at all, very often, by how we wear this name, how we live. It just breaks my heart to remember Paul Eckel, the pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in Atlanta, telling about a member of his church, a young woman, didn't grow up in church, and she came to faith, and she started coming to church. She was very, very active, very excited about her faith in Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, she stopped coming. So after a couple of weeks, Paul called her up. He said, what's going on? She said, why, why haven't you been coming and she said, well, Dr. Eckel, she said, I'll tell you the truth. The guy who hands out bulletins on Sunday morning in church two weeks, weeks ago tried to seduce my best friend. So we don't want to do that, right? 
We want to bring honor to God's name. But it has to do with how we live. Let's read the commandment one more time. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. So, what, what does God want out of this? What, what is God after? It's really, really simple. In a word, God wants respect. So I don't know if you saw how I printed the title in the bulletin, R-E-S-E-P-C-T. And I, and I begin to think I are lost in the Supremes, right? <laughs> R-E-S-E-P-C-T, find out what it means to me. Well, what does respect mean to God? A couple of things. It means thoughtfulness about our words. You know, that, that instead of just so easily, you know, saying the things that we say so thoughtlessly, that we stop and think about how what we say might reflect on God. The other thing I think God wants that spells respect for God is living with integrity. That there's something about the core values that are in our heart that match up with the words that come out of our lips, that match up with the way we actually live our lives. And where there's integrity, you all, you know, people are attracted. We, well, that's one of the things we've learned about millennials today, that group of, that generation of young people. They, they are longing for authenticity. They are longing to know that we really live what we really say we believe. And so when we, we live with integrity, it, it casts honor on God's name. But I don't know about you. I honestly find it just really hard to do. All, all of this I find hard to, to keep this commandment involving speech sometimes. I find it hard to keep this commandment involving my actions and my words sometimes. How do we do it? How do we do it? Well, the Ezekiel passage actually tells us. And, and what this passage says is God says, you've been profaning my name. You've been messing up. Uh, you haven't kept this commandment. But God says, okay, now I'm going to make it possible for you to do it. So I, I, I'm not only going to give you this command, but I'm going to help you do it. So how does God help us? It says, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit to live within you. I'm going to give you a new heart, and I'm going to fill you with my Spirit. And we know what the Spirit does. The, the Holy Spirit of God always, always takes us right to Jesus Christ. Now, we who are Christians. That it always takes to Jesus Christ, and it takes us to the blessings in Jesus that we have received. So here's, here's my thinking about this. If we will let God's Holy Spirit point us to the blessings that, that come to us daily in Jesus Christ. And if we will fill our hearts and minds with the knowledge of God's blessings for us, it will just naturally impact what comes out here and how we live our lives. So here's what I, here's what I want you to do this week. At, at the end of the pews, you've got some little index cards and pens. You all, you all see those. You might... Grab one and pass it down. Share it with somebody beside you. And what I'd like for you to do with these, you all, is to consider this to be 
your blessing card. Your blessing card. And this, we want this week, we want to use this card to write down the ways we have been blessed by God in our lives. So this morning, I'm going to give you a chance just to get started. Just maybe to write one way that you have been blessed by God. And just write down a word or a phrase, something that would help you remember it. It could be some way that you, you've been healed. Or some way that you've been enabled to endure a difficult time of, of sickness. It, it might be, you know, there, there was a time when you're broken with your spouse or your partner or with a friend or broken with somebody at work. And God brought help for you. God brought healing and reconciliation. It might be... You know, that you are aware of shame in your life or guilt and, and how much God has loved you and forgiven you. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but take just a minute. Think about one thing and just jot it down so you can remember it. And then I'll tell you what to do with the cards. I encourage you at home to do the same this week. And here's, here's what you do. Here's what you do with these cards. This week, I want you to put the card where you're going to see it every day. And every day, try to add something to it. So uh, first thing you see in the morning, maybe your toothbrush. Put it right there with your pen. And try to add something to it. Or, or when you head to the coffee pot, try to add something to it. And, and then when you go to your car, you might put it there if that's, if that's something you're going to see every day. And when you do... Give thanks. Give thanks for who God is. Give thanks for what God has done in your life. And I just believe that the more we're aware of God's goodness to us, the more it's going to change the way we live our daily lives. So uh, these days, I am not very well known in the little hometown where I grew up. Phew. <laughs> But I didn't see a guy the other day in Walmart, and he recognized me. He said, you are a Bagley. And I said, well, yes, I am. My name is Tom Bagley, Jr. And he said, I knew it. I knew it. I would recognize your dad's white hair anywhere. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> you know what God wants to recognize in us is people who are joyful, people who are thankful for what God has done in our lives, and then who show that gratitude by the things we say and by the way we live. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.